following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Andrew and I head back to the 1990 NFC Championship game and take a look at what would happen if Roger Craig hadn't fumbled. Did the 49ers go on to the Super Bowl and play Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills? Does the quarterback controversy end way sooner than before with a run from Steve Young? Is Joe Montana let go sooner? We discuss it all now. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. All right, all right, Andrew. Welcome, my man. Happy belated Easter to you. Yes, happy belated Easter to you too. Thank you. I feel like I feel like I've talked to you pretty much every day this week. Sometimes uh, twice. Just about. I think. Yeah. Let's see. We recorded uh, last Monday. We recorded twice on Wednesday. Twice on Wednesday. We recorded Friday. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah Thursday. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. We did. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Every day except Tuesday. So um, we're back. It's what if Monday. That's how we roll around here. And uh, Andrew picked up a a unique one, um, similar to one that we've done before, as he said at the end of last week's what if episode. But uh, what if Roger Craig didn't fumble the ball? I guess you just watched the play uh, a couple times throughout the week. And it's a fumble of beauty. Let's just say uh, I'm actually not entirely certain when in the game, this, this fumble happened. Is it, it's gotta be towards the end, right? It was with, I think about two twenty, uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Two thirty nine. I would say left on the clock because once the play, you know, recovery by the giants and everything, there was two thirty six left to play. Okay. The 49ers were, I believe on uh, their <laughs> side of the, no, they were on the, the giant side, like the 40 yard line or something like that. Yes. Yeah, 45, 40 yard line. So they were in field good range. They were actually winning the game. I think yeah. too, this would have put, if, if they would have continued driving, they could have put the game away, but um, wait a minute, what an exciting game it, it, it was. I haven't watched it front and back, but you could just tell the drama uh, San Francisco coming off of being the team with, of the, of the eighties. And looking for their third, it would have been their third straight, right? Third yeah. Super Bowl appearance. So uh, a lot to look at here with Roger Craig fumbling the ball in that high priority time. Uh, what made you so intrigued by this uh, this topic? I think when you look at it through history and a lot of people look at it, they want to just go right to Joe Montana. What if Joe Montana doesn't get hurt? Where, you know, that. But really, the Montana injury... I think it impacted the game, but I don't think it impacted as much as this Roger Craig fumble. This was the only turnover of the game. This was a perfectly played game. This was the only turnover. The one pass Steve Young did have, he nailed a good like 18 to 20 yard shot to Brett, Brett Jones down the field. So it wasn't like, 
Young was the problem. Right. In, in this game. So I know a lot of people, we do, and that kind of got me going when we did the Steve Young episode is thinking about this. Young really wasn't the problem. So why are we so focused on what if Joe Montana didn't get hurt, but more or less, what if Roger Craig just didn't fumble? You know, and like you said, it was a nice, <laughs> a nice fumble for the Giants. Eric Howard kind of poked it out. It looked like with his side, Lawrence Taylor picked it up. Yeah, he caught it. Like it didn't even hit the ground. He caught it, and and that was it. Like he, Lawrence Taylor's awareness on that play was was unreal. Um, yeah, he just he dove and caught it. The ball didn't yeah it didn't hit the ground or anything. Just just right in LT's hands. Yeah. Oh, there was a 25 yard pass. So really was, like I said, young really wasn't the problem. So that's kind of why I want to explore down this. If Craig didn't fumble and looking at that final drive, like you said, you can't, I could not find the drive suddenly anywhere. I kind of had to go by uh, what <laughs> watching the game and then taking notes. So he did fumble before that but his knee was down okay okay then it was the 25 yard pass to uh brett jones from steve young and then he ran for about six yards twice and then he fumbled for the first turnover which gave the giants the ball at 236 they drive down the field giants kick the field goal because it's only a point differential in this game giants win I'm wondering if I'm thinking they keep this drive kind of going. And what would happen? They, yeah. Yeah. Getting into the what would happen in my aspect, I think they keep this drive going. They kind of kick a field goal, run out time, because you're at 236. You might as well just let it kind of drop down into – two-minute warning territory at some point. I believe they had two timeouts and the Giants had all three of theirs. So Giants would stop the clock. And the other weird thing about this too, I wanted to point out is there was a lot of like sweeps and this was kind of like the first one where it was actually up the yeah, It ran up the gut. It went nowhere. So I understand yeah. why. Um, my first thing at a glance is that uh, maybe Roger Craig is on the team the following year. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, that, that that's a huge one. I was looking at that as well. Yeah, I was like, ah, I was thinking, of, like, as we we're doing this, I'm like, oh, did they, uh, uh, did they cut him after this? Because uh, I probably would have, and many other teams probably would have. He did. There was his like what his last play, uh, essentially as a as a 49er. He went on to play for the Raiders, two years with the Vikings before uh, retiring after the 1993 season. So Roger Craig maybe sticks around a little bit potentially stays uh, and retires a 49 or a lifer. But, uh, but yeah, that had to happen. He had to right? Ernest Biner didn't last too long after his fumble either. It, it's, it's heartbreak and it, it, it messed up. I mean, it's, it's a pretty big screw up for that at that level. Um, yeah. That's, that's a tough break. Well, tight the game was, was just, Absolutely amazing. There was only one touchdown on the whole entire game by the 49ers. Right. Everything else was, you know, a field goal, a field goal, a field goal. The Giants did not score a touchdown and won the game. And only one. 
it looks like only one field goal too was under 30 yards. That's that's crazy. You got uh let's see 47 by Mike Colfer, 42. These are like the long ones. 42 by Matt Barr. You got another 46 by Matt Barr and the game winner was 42 yards by Matt Barr. That's some not little chip shots, but now the Roger Craig staying on the team. I'm not 100% sure he's still on the team. You don't think so? I think it just expedited his, his, his leaving. I think it gave him a good reason, a better reason. Looking at what he was, he did, uh, numbers weren't quite there. I mean, he's, he's 30 years old. We know, we know about that. It was, um, he only ran for 439 yards that year. Yeah. And you had, oh, they got Ricky. And then next year they draft Ricky Williams, or not Ricky Williams, Ricky Waters. Waters. Yeah. So I think that was the thing. He's 30 years old. So 30 years old was on there. This is his first kind of year as a running, as a running back that he did not run for a thousand yards. And then he fumbles. I think this was just the third strike. Right. I'm looking at it that way. I mean, yeah. Like that first fumble, this is how close it was. His knee just happened to touch before he, like you're, you're worried. And then you go out there and you pop it out again. And you know, that's, I feel like that's like, okay, you can't, you can't do this anymore at the level that you used to be, be able to. So you got to go. Um, that's just me. That's just me though. Uh, I want to believe it's hard to say it's obviously one of those, one of those situations, but uh, you know, Steve young is, is marching the ball pretty well against this pretty stout uh, New York giants defense. Um, you know, I'd like to think that they take points somehow, whether it's field goal or a touchdown touchdown essentially puts the game away essentially. Um, oh, they couldn't go for two. So it would put the game away. Oh. That's right. So you have to keep that in mind. Uh, the two point conversion wasn't there yet. So it would have put the game away. However, um, yeah, I, I'd like to believe that the 49ers are, are advancing. It seems like they're marching down the field pretty well. Steve Young's handling himself relatively well. And you got to imagine they're walking away with at least three points there. And their defense is pretty good at that time too. We, we can't, we can't discredit that either. The giants defense was legendary. You know, ran by, you know, Parcells, Belichick, especially very young Belichick. But, uh, but yeah, it, I, I think we're looking at a, a different NFC champion that year. Definitely. I see them scoring, taking the game. You know, the Giants kind of are one of those teams where that that's, it falls into another thing with Jeff Hosteller. You know, do we look at Jeff Stutler the same way? Is it easier to go back to Phil Sims? I think there's a lot of people who get looked at differently. This yeah. is actually pretty, like, the result of this game is actually pretty damning. Um, Jeff Hotler, Hostetler is an interesting one because didn't he, he ended up going to the Raiders the following year, right? No, I think he stayed around for one more year with the Giants, but that was a pretty hot quarterback controversy. Right. Between him, I know... Some people are like, what, who <laughs> Jeff Hostetler and Phil Sims that, but that was, that was huge was 
who are you going to go with? You have essentially two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks on that team. Right. If, you know, the way that you look at it, but if Hosteller doesn't win the Super Bowl or at least go to the Super Bowl, if Phil Sims is looking mighty good once again. Yeah. So that's where quarterback controversy ends. And he, and you still got, and you still can go with Phil Sims no matter what. Yeah. He would, he didn't go to the Raiders until 93. Okay. So yeah. We'd was, probably be doing a what if episode on it. on if Phil Sims had stayed healthy for 90, yeah. 1990 season. That's probably what we'd be looking at. That would, <laughs> that's exactly what we've been doing. But, but this this ends if if he doesn't fumble, they go down. That ends the quarterback controversy. And the other thing too is another thing is Belichick. That was my <laughs> next thing. He's oh, yeah. I don't think he's as highly you know sought after as a head coach for not getting the chance to shut down those Bills. Yep, and looking at you know you let a backup quarterback come in and drive down the field. I know Steve. People have seen Steve Young before that, but still. He's still considered backup quarterback. It'd be more understanding if it was Joe Montana than over Steve Young, I believe, at this point. Right. I think that the the plus thing of that, that where he could have maybe get saved it, is that there was no film and that nobody really planned game scripting. You don't really study for Steve Young. You're studying for for Joe Montana at the time. Um, Belichick is a detailed guy. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But. Um, that would be a bad look, but, but I mean, Belichick's ultimate, like eventual success, him getting hired in Cleveland, uh, getting a lot of opportunities like that. It, it stems from shutting down that high octane K gun style offense that the bills operated with in the, in that 1990 season and super bowl. I mean, made the team look it, just everything, just the attention to detail, all that stuff. He doesn't get a chance to prove, uh, he doesn't really get a chance to prove that in a sense, maybe as time comes, maybe in a different way. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he's getting looked at in Cleveland. I don't think that he's going to replace Schottenheimer in Cleveland or not Schottenheimer. He, there was a tri- guy in between, but I think it was Bud Carson. Yeah, I think that's true too, but he, he never gets a shot to run Cleveland. Yeah. He, I believe that he doesn't go to Cleveland. I think a lot of people are definitely looking at that. The backup quarterback, don't show what you can do against probably the greatest offense in the league at that point. You know, that's, that's a huge hit on him. And then he stays with the giants and maybe the giants in 91 win the super bowl. I know we talked about that in the, what on, I believe we did a, what if uh, Bill Belichick coached the giants after the 90 season, but I think that's where, Phil Sims comes back healthy. He's ready to go. Hosteller. Nobody hires Belichick. Parcell steps down. Belichick gets elevated because Giants kind of like to promote from within or get giant guys, giant type guys. So that could change that a lot. And we're not maybe looking at uh, Washington winning the 91 Super Bowl, but looking at the Giants doing it. It's... It's certainly feasible. Like, hey, we got that close. We did this, you know, against this team. Let's let's take another run at it. So that's certainly not out of question. Definitely not out of question. No. Uh, I'm trying to think who. 
who uh, the other i think another question is do you get rid of montana sooner i think but that's ultimately if they win how steve young can do in the super bowl too though is are you looking to trade montana quicker even though he's on the sidelines for 91 92 he was pretty much the backup to steve young if they do if roger craig doesn't fumble they go on to the super bowl which i'm not quite sure this is like a slam dunk win for the 49ers in the super bowl because it's two very different styles of the way that the coaching are on these teams so you don't you, you don't think it's a slam dunk win for San Fran? You're saying against not Buffalo? In, not, not against Buffalo. Not not with Steve Young. I'm not too sure because that Giants game plan was tailored so perfectly to just say, "Here you go, Buffalo. Do what you want." But hey, guess what? It, you know you, you could run Thurman Thomas, but Jim Kelly's not going to pass. So we are just going to go all in. It's a essentially kind of like all your eggs in one basket type game planning. Let's just stop that pass play or pass the passing game. We run the ball. We just control the clock and whatever Thurman Thomas wants to do, Thurman Thomas can do. So it does, does this 49er team, can they do that? I think that's the big ultimate question. Yeah. I feel like the giant, the, the giants victory over Buffalo was perfect. And I, and even when we had Steven Baker on uh, Jesus, almost two years ago now that uh, you know, he even said that nine times out of 10, the bills win that game, you know, which is, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the 49ers were really good. They were 14 and two that season. And uh, you know, I don't want to completely discredit them, but I feel like, yeah, it was a it was a unique defensive mind. Is you know, I don't know who the the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator was at the time, but even still, is George Seifert looking at the news thing, going uh, news reports, say seeing you know Jim Kelly throw with the shuffle passes or whatever, using unique plays and stuff, practicing different stuff. Are, are they doing that? Um, is he you know just happen to be sitting there at the right time and? It's it's one of those it's 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 one of those little attention to detail things. I think it would I mean I think it would be a legendary Super Bowl. I really truly do. That's one of the greatest what if Super Bowls um of of all time, I, I think. But uh yeah, Steve Young or yeah. I mean, be- because because Joe Montana would definitely be out, right? Joe Montana would definitely be out for that Super Bowl. Yeah, I was reading what happened to him just to get a full aspect of it. Bruce Sternum, Bruce stomach, broken hand. That was all just on that one play. Jesus, like, broke broken ribs. Uh, that's what was was reported, and he just got he got demolished. Yeah, because so I was trying to think: is there any way? But when you think about it, he sat for the entire ninety-one season was still back up for 92. There's just no way. There's no way you can make that work from a health standpoint. So it is Steve Young um, in his time to shine. I feel like if you know that you have a guy, like if Steve Young goes out and wins that game and seals the D, even just the NFC championship game, I think you know there's potential there, right? I think you're, you're fine. I think you're confident. I think Steve Young not winning that championship, the NFC championship game was like, oh, 
okay. Even though it wasn't Roger Craig's fault. We all know that. It wasn't Roger Craig's fault. Or it was Roger Craig's fault. It wasn't Steve Young's fault. Sorry. But if you... I feel like there's a confidence if he can rise above all that. Like, listen, our offense has been pretty stagnant all day. But Steve Young kind of goes out there and puts the game on his back and wins it for us. It get us, gets us back to that third Super Bowl. I think you can walk away from a Joe, from Joe Montana at that point. I think that seals the deal. Um, the future is now. I think you could trade him for a much higher, a very, a, oh, oh, shit, he's hurt. Yeah, that, that complicates things, too. It's still, it's- the injury complicates things too. I don't know if that that changes, if Joe anything. Joe Montana, though, it's Joe Montana. I know, but we all know that hanging on to players far past their prime is never a good thing. And what would you? What would you trade for Tom Brady right now? For Tom Brady right now, I don't know. He's not hurt. He's not going to be out for the next season. You know what I mean? He's not hurt right now. That's the big factor with Joe. Uh, let's. No, because he's still kind of young. I was going to say, what would you trade for Tom Brady in 2008? But he's still relatively kind of young at that point. I would have given my left nut for Tom Brady in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. One left nut was traded for Tom Brady. Mike Vrabel in over here. Um, heck yeah, I would have made that. I would, I, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'd be concerned. And, I think it was a gamble. I think looking, I mean, looking retrospectively, it's pretty cool that Casey eventually took a chance on him, but going into it is, I mean, Joe, he's been hurt for a year and some change, right? He wasn't even completely healthy in the 92 season. It took him a little while to get like cleared, right? It wasn't just, he was yeah. the week one backup. Um, I Casey took a gamble on that. So I don't know if there's a trade clear cut maybe you cut Joe Montana, I, I mean, that's hard to do, but don't, yeah. emotionally it's, it's one of the, it would be a very tough decision, but um, you gotta be able to get something for him. I mean, it's, I'm looking at the fact that it's Joe Montana. Casey took a chance for him. Uh, I think Casey got a, they traded a first for him, but there was also another player traded with Joe Montana. They got a first for him. So maybe you could get a lower round pick for an injured Joe Montana. Maybe you're not getting that first. That's not like they did anything with that first round pick, but there's gotta be a team out there, say 91 that's looking at something. And, you know, here's Joe Montana. He's hurt. Do you do you want him? You know what, what can we do to get him off of this team? There's no salary cap at that point, so there's really not that big of a rush. I think what kind of pushed Joe Montana a little bit more was Joe Montana wanting to get out, and I believe '94 was the first year was the salary cap. '94, '93, maybe yeah, or maybe '95 was the first year of like a salary cap. So I think that kind of pushed things out a little bit more. But 94. Yeah. $32 million in 94. Yeah. Okay. See 90. So are you the saints? Why can't you, maybe you won't trade them in division, but are you the 91 Packers? Okay. There's no Brett Favre on your team at 91. Uh, There's some teams out there that I think probably could have still used a quarterback. 
I don't see the Steelers doing it because I still believe Chuck Noll is there and I don't see him pulling that trigger. Maybe he's a Patriot. I don't think he's a Colt because they just spent all those picks on a... You're talking Joe? Yeah, I'm talking Joe on Jay Cutler. I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jeff George. I get him mixed up all the time. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, Joe Montana, I don't know. I mean, if you're the Patriots and you have the number one overall draft pick coming into, I mean, 93, I don't think you're going for a Joe. Right. No, I'm saying 90. I'm saying 91. Right after 91. They go, they go in there. Steve Young, I think, is going to play a decent game. I mean, Hostetler played pretty good against the Bills. I think they play a pretty good game against the Bills. They're like, you know what? Uh, To say who is going to win, that's a toss of the coin to me. But I'm leaning more towards the Bills winning the Super Bowl. But if Steve Young looks good, maybe you're calling, picking up phones and seeing what you can get for Joe Montana. That's where it's all. I'm looking at like 91, maybe 92. Right. He's he's out of there. I mean, the Raiders done crazy things. Hey, we want Joe Montana. Oh, they just drafted Marinovich. Um, there's somebody's got to be out there going. Hey, we could use this guy. That's that's my thing. With maybe I get maybe I'm caught up in the Joe Montana lore and mythology behind them kind of thing where that was my version of Tom Brady growing up, but there's a team out there that would definitely need them or you trade them. Maybe you do trade them to the saints, even though they just took division the in, in 91. Yeah. Maybe you do trade them to the saints and get what you can, even it's, though he's not going to play for a while. It's so hard to say. Cause when, when he, when he went to KC, it was as a free agent, correct? No, they traded him. Oh, they did trade him. They okay. traded Montana. Hmm. They traded him. Cause I think he just signed a contract. I wonder if they waited because he had no, like little value being hurt the way he was. Cause you're not going to trade him in 91, 91. You're not going to trade for him. If you know, he can't play in 91, you know, and you don't know the effects. I think they wanted to see maybe put something on film and then they trade him for the highest possible value. Uh, let's see. The 49ers got a first round pick uh, for Joe Montana, Dave Whitmore, and a third round pick in the 94 draft. That's what you got for Joe Montana. So you pretty much you had to give up a pick and a player just to get a first round pick. For Joe Montana. Hmm. So even then, was he was he really that high? That sounds more like he's straight up a third, fourth round pick. Where's Brian with his chart? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm thinking right now is where's Brian with his draft chart? Uh, I mean, maybe- he's way past his prime at this point. I know he's like, what, 12? He's Well, he's 13 years in. Yeah. He's dealt with the injuries and stuff. I mean, I would trade a... If I did, I would trade a fourth for Joe Montana, but not 1991. I would no. not. I would have to see. I would take a chance with the seventh or a sixth. If if I got something, let's see. In 1990, he just threw for almost 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, and all well, 69 ts But still, though, that's back then. But almost 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns. Right. 
he comes in and plays one game, throws for 126 and two touchdowns. Even at age of his last season at the age of 38, he threw for 3,200 yards and 16 touchdowns. And that's with the Kansas City Chiefs, which not there's no Tony Gonzalez at this point on that team. So I'm thinking if I'm the 49ers, I'm trying to get what I can. If I just saw Steve Young play, I, I believe Steve Young is going to play a, a good game in the Super Bowl. Don't believe he's going to win, but he's going to play a good game. I'm thinking, why are we keeping Montana? We have Steve Bono, who is our third string, who isn't that bad. Why Why do we have Joe Montana? Even if I got to trade a midseason for maybe at the highest, the fifth round I could probably get for him, you still have that Joe Montana lore. He's 35 going into 91. By the time he comes off of injury, he's 36 years old. So he would have gave me, if I would have traded for him in 91, he would have gave me three seasons. Let's just say, barring anything else that's crazy from what I see. Give me three seasons. If you're a certain team, three seasons mean a lot to you. Right. That's enough time to say, get a younger quarterback in, coach him up. You still have Montana and you could still have a good enough team to kind of just slowly insert the new guy after Montana leaves. That's, yeah, I, I, it's, that's such a tough one because there's, there's a lot more that goes into player acquisitions and stuff and, and releasing, you know, people that, I mean, is the fan base going to turn on you if you trade out Joe Montana, like right after that, that's, that's like, I feel like Bill Belichick could be like, by but for san francisco who's who i mean joe literally that's put them fair. on the map that's yeah. he's literally the reason why they're relevant um that it's it becomes one of those things uh, you know is it tricky is is cypher ran out you know seifert ran out of time i mean obviously he wasn't eventually but um i don't think the 49ers fans were ready to embrace steve young yet but then again if you don't rip that bandaid off, I don't think you ever are. Have have any of are they fully embraced Steve Young? Like, I think that's that's the other question. Is have they ever fully has the whole fan base ever fully embraced Steve Young? And that's probably where I'm at, and I'm gonna say no. So, but if you have Steve Young and a and I understand the fan base and personnel moves and everything else. But if I'm looking at this as an absolute business business minded thing is I have Steve young. I want Steve young to know he is our guy. He just took us to the Super Bowl. Uh, even though he didn't play that whole game, he took us to the Super Bowl. He I'm like I said, just saying he's playing a good game. He played a damn good game. I see something there. We've already invested, I believe, a second and a fourth round pick on this guy. He sat on the bench for three to four years. This is what Bill Walsh was. That's probably the other big thing, too, is this is what Bill was telling us. If I'm Carmen Policy, um, Ed DeBartolo Jr., maybe there's something in my head going, this is what Bill was saying, that Joe Montana is going to get hurt. 
Right. This is this is why we got Steve Young. This is why he pulled off that trade. Maybe we don't need Joe after watching him. Maybe we can just capitalize on Joe Montana's name, get something quick for him, get out and say Steve Young is our guy. And I think maybe that was something that held. I, they didn't even make the playoffs in ninety one or ninety one. They went ten and six though. But maybe that was something that kind of held. Steve Young back those two years is watching Montana because they didn't get rid of him. They could have got rid of him in 92, but they kept them. So does right. Young play better if Montana is not there in 91? Uh, it could be a good a, thing or a bad thing. I think there's more pressure if Montana's breathing down his neck still, I think. And, that, uh, and Steve Young's kind of been those guy, one of those guys who rises through adversity in a way. So I, I don't... Yeah, there's a lot to dis- decipher here. <laughs> it's it's a it's a crazy little rabbit hole, and I like I said, I think it's way better than looking at if Joe Montana didn't get hurt because I think that was inevitably going to happen at some point. Right. Yeah, he did. Actually, Young didn't even play. I don't know if it was due to injury or anything, but he only uh, played in eleven games in '91. So that's probably why Montana was sitting around for 92. Hmm. And then 92, I believe he won the, I think this is one of his MVP years or he had like the highest quarterback rating. And now you're like, okay. Cause I mean, Steve Young's no spring chicken at this point either. By the time, by the time 92 rolls around, he's 31 years old. Right. Maybe that's another thing you're looking at. If he just took you to the Super Bowl we got to get this guy on the field. And I think that was one of the things maybe, but let's see what Joe, how Joe looks, how Joe is feeling and look at Steve young. But if he's already proven everything by playing in a Super Bowl, do I really want to keep a 35 year old quarterback? Or do I want to go with the slightly younger one? That's already proven. He can play at a high level in a Super Bowl as much as Joe, even though we don't win, which is kind of hurtful because this is technically their first Super Bowl loss. But that's something that I think I'm, I'm ultimately looking at is age, everything else. And I don't know how, I don't think Walsh was that big in the front office, but he's got that Belichick way of, I'd rather get rid of you two years uh, before than a year too late. That's what I, I like to think he would he would kind of look at. So, I mean, honestly, it just effect, the biggest thing is is gonna affect. It's gonna affect. We think the uh, the you know quarterback controversy. Maybe the 49ers go out there and beat the Bills. I looked up to see if they did. Uh, they did not play each other in 1990 uh, that season. Um, but I think you would have got. I mean. A lot of people really hold that Super Bowl 25 in high regard. I think it's it becomes even bigger um, if it is 49ers and Bills just because of the the, the quarterback history. Uh, I know that the 49ers, I mean, banged up at that time. But, um, but yeah, ultimately, I, I think that the Bills get their one. I think that's what that's kind of where my head's at. I think the Bills win their first one, Super Bowl 25, and – there's a lot of not, you know, the jokes aren't there, I guess, which, you know, 
a lot of Bills fans really cling to going to four straight Super Bowls, you know, which is a feat in its own. Four straight AFC championships is cool. But, um, yeah, I just uh, – I think the Bills get their one. And that's a good sign, too. I mean, as we start transitioning over to the Bills, uh, you know, how how it would affect the Bills. Because the Bills are going no matter what. The Raiders aren't stopping Buffalo in, night, in the 90 AFC Championship game. Um, you get that one, you beat a dynasty, right? You beat a dynasty in the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe there's room for, you know, maybe Buffalo gets that first one out of the way and it affects the rest of their, their run. You know what I mean? I, I've always said that we always talk about this, right? Teams get in the playoffs. They can't enter the Super Bowl for the first time. Certain players, certain important players, they can't handle it. Um, you know, if you get, I mean, the Bills were superior, I, I think, on paper, based on play, their style of offense, their style of defense. And I think you might have a run here where the Bills win two, two of their four, which we've done before. We've what if this potential before. Yeah. Um, you know, you win two or three, or at least, at the very least, one. You know, you don't have Scott Norwood, the Scott Norwood incident. I mean, these are all some of the greatest moments of NFL history. You know, that everybody loves looking back at the Scott Norwood wide right. And but you take that away, it, there's a there's a nice little run here of of Super Bowl victories. And and the Bills legit have a, you know, Bills and Bills fans along would have a, a really nice claim for the the that those 90s teams. And you know, just who knows what happens down the line with decision-making and, and, and personnel and coaches and, and all that stuff. It, that's haunted Buffalo. Those four straight Super Bowl losses have haunted Buffalo and affected Buffalo roster building for a very, very long time, a long time. They could not wait. I mean, Marv retired. I know Marv was getting up there, but he retired. They were cutting pieces, you know, important pieces, not the big four, not the, not, not Jim Bruce Thurman and, uh, and Andre, they never really, I mean, they took a while to cut them, but all those decisions and being unable to get the, get the victory, they took another look at the roster and they, they maybe have overanalyzed it time and time again, why they can't get the job done. And that's, you know, this, this is all something that affects Buffalo too. That's how bad the giants rattled them. That's how bad Bill Belichick's defense rattled the Buffalo bills. If you look the bills and like the super Bowls, it just seemed like, they were cursed after that moment. Thurman Thomas with the helmet, the Cowboys just pounding the crap out of them in that first one. And then all of a sudden they kind of had a chance to win that fourth one and then just gone. And I believe if they, if Roger Craig doesn't fumble, they play the 49ers. I'm thinking they're three and one in Super Bowls because the Bills, you know, whether I will. I like saying it or not, we're the best team of the early nineties. Nobody was up there with them in the, in the AFC. I'm talking best team in the AFC is show me one team that had every piece that the bills had. If, and if that was the case, then one of those teams would have beat them. You know, there was no way that they would have destroyed the Raiders. They would have beaten the dolphins. They would have beaten the Broncos, beaten the chiefs. Those were all good teams, but the Bills just had something a little bit more. They just seemed to have everything in the right places. 
So I think they're three and one. If Roger Craig doesn't fumble, if 49ers go on, the Bills are at least three and one or two and two in Super Bowls. And that says a lot too, because you're looking at the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson, is he really, it, how does that affect his legacy as well with, with, with them boys? You know, now you're looking at it. He goes to a Super Bowl, he wins it. They're thinking, oh, we could have did this with Landry. That's that's certainly possible. I'm trying to think of some other, I mean, really reverberating effects of this. I think I think um, we hit the big I mean, I really think we hit the big ones. We hit Roger Craig's career. We I hit, could you got an argument for another one? Does Holmgren get hired sooner? Because he was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers in 1990. Does he leave? I don't know. That's a great question. If you could coach up a, you know, a backup quarterback that quick to play good in the Super Bowl, people are looking at you kind of like what we talked about with Belichick. Hmm. Because, right, he went to Green Bay not too long after that, right? He went to, he was in Green Bay in 93, or 92, sorry, 92 was his first year in Green Bay. Yikes. Yeah, that definitely could affect that. Um, I, other than that, I mean. I think we hit it. I think we did too. I think this was. I think we did a good one on this one. Yeah, I mean, we, the only other possible thing that we could say is if they do, if San Francisco does win that Super Bowl, and lot, you know, lie, I mean, three straight is is very very impressive, right? To yeah. think about them winning three straight with two different quarterbacks at the helm, I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Uh, something to definitely be talked about. Maybe right. It, that's really. I mean, does it take Steve Young a long time to get back to that pedestal? Right. I mean, it took him a couple of years. They, I know they had trouble getting past the 49ers a lot and they ended up going in, in 94 and beating the chargers, but um, After that, done. <laughs> what's that? After that, it was just done. It was just downhill from there. Competitive is all heck, but um <laughs> But, you know, it, it just the run was kind of over for San Francisco. So. Uh, I don't know. And obviously, Young was a first ballot, right? He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I believe so. Yeah. OK. I, I, I mean, I don't think it, it really affects his legacy. We just get, I think, maybe more time. No, not even. It doesn't really doesn't change that. It, it Ultimately, I think you still. The only thing that changes is maybe where where Joe Mont- how soon Joe Montana is let go is moved on from. That's the only thing that that I think is really comes into question. I still think Steve Young is the de facto QB one going forward, but uh, I, I don't think it really even affects that much either. I think I think the biggest benefactor of it is the Bills. Honestly, if Roger Craig's fumble, it's probably the Bills, and the people that it hurts the most are that 90, 1990 Giants team. I think you're 100% correct. I think this is the confidence booster the Bills need. And then they don't, 
they don't talk about the Bills going out partying, you know, the night before the Super Bowl or anything like that. They're talking about Super Bowl champion Buffalo Bills and taking down the 49ers dynasty. Like you said, it's it, and possibly a changing of the guard and going on to winning maybe maybe they're the first team to win three straight. Like I said, I'm thinking two and two, three and one in the Super Bowl. That's, I think that's ultimately what it is. And like you said, that affects, it affects the bills the most. Yeah. Yeah. So thumbs up for thumbs up for bills. Thumbs the same, kind of the same for this 49ers thumbs down for the giants. Yeah. But I think we hit everything. I think we'd ever hit everything. We got Roger Craig's future. We got the the quarterbacks, you know, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Belichick, Parcells, Hostetler, pretty much the 1990 Giants team. The Bills, I think we in and, and obviously a little bit of a side piece with with home grins, but I think we I think we got I think we got the gist of it. Um, the overall picture about what the NFL might, you know, how it would have shaken up if that were to have happened. Yeah, I think we I think we hit everything that can possibly hit into in the time that we have. <laughs> uh, so I think that's a wrap on this week's episode. I've been super busy this week with overnight, so I haven't had much time uh, to think about really uh, what we're going to do for next week's what if, but we will be doing a what if uh, for next week. Of course, that will not change until uh, the season gets underway. So we still have five more months of what ifs. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh <laughs> There's a lot of what ifing, but we, uh, so I'm going to think long and hard. I might go to our messages, our good friend, John uh, messages us. I'm going to see, he sent me a couple good ones. We will reach into that, but um, I haven't had much time to think about it. I apologize, but we'll have a nice, uh, nice little what if for, for you all to enjoy. So uh, Andrew, great job, man. Great topic. This one was a little unexpected. Uh, it, I didn't think it was going to go. I mean, I thought it was going to go well, but I didn't think it was going to go this well. So I was glad it went as, as you know, deep as it possibly could. There's a lot of effective parties in here. Um, but yeah, but that is it. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Good.